What's up, guys? It's your girl, BK. You tuned into Fat and Figuring It Out right here on Anchor.fm. Before you do anything else, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Because I want these episodes to come directly to you. I'm going to send them out to everybody. But I want these episodes to directly come to you when we record it and we put it out there. I want you to get it first, all right? And we're going to get right back into that interview with Jennifer Stephens. She's talking about her gastric sleeve weight loss surgery. And where we left off at was where she found out she had diabetes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fat and Figuring It Out. immediately had to be put on insulin because I was already over 300. Uh, if you know anything about having type 2 diabetes, that means when your blood sugar level spikes to very high levels um, because you're not eating enough of the right things and your body is overproducing insulin. So it has nowhere to go but there. So it's just, you know, it's high because it needs something to calm it down and you're not and and my body's not doing it so so they took me off of insulin and I went to pills when I went to pills that's when (laughs) that's when my mind went back to you don't want to take these pills right I, I took the pills for maybe six months and then I ended up leaving Georgia and going to California and literally stop taking the pills. And stop taking the pills. Wow. If you guys are just tuning in, we're talking to uh, Jennifer Stephan about her gastric sleeve weight loss procedure. We got a little bit of the background, her history as how she grew up, and what led her to decide to make this life-changing uh, decision in getting the, the procedure. So now where we are, she came to California, and the doc, she found out she had type two diabetes, and the well, this doctor is way further down the line we're talking about. So okay, we, we're talking about from 2010 when I got diagnosed. Uh, fast forward all the way to 2011 when I moved here. So when you moved here, you still had you had the pills, but you just weren't taking. I wasn't consistently on any on my medication at all. At that point when I moved here, I think I had been off of medication for over a year. Oh, wow. So, um, okay. When I moved here, yeah, I had been off medication for a year. And okay. when I moved here, I went to the doctor for something else. Okay. And they, they ended up asking me about the diabetes because I had to tell them. Mm-hmm. And that's when they said, oh, you've been off your meds for blah, 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 blah. But my sugar was high, but it wasn't over 300. It was like in the high twos or something. Mm-hmm. So that's still not good, but not diabetic coma bad okay um, so they're like you know how long have you been off your medication i told them they're like well what are you doing and i was like i just changed my diet because i had stopped working out mm-hmm. so but by the but during the time that i was working out i had developed a different way of eating because i didn't have an appetite mm-hmm. so when i did eat it would be stuff like i was still eating rice um i was still eating two or three meals a day but usually in the morning I would make myself eat something like a malto meal or oatmeal Mm -hmm. or something like that because I hate breakfast um I don't hate it I just it's not my thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I would make myself eat because I would work out in the morning 
So that became my routine. So I still would eat in the morning. So I still have metabolism working in the morning. As you know, I eat fruit every morning. Mm-hmm. If I don't have anything else, I have some water and I have some fruit. Right, right. And it's the ingrained habit from this. Mm-hmm. So I don't always eat oatmeal and things like that, but you have to have a breakfast. Right. It is important to have some type of breakfast, no matter what it is. So that is how I developed that. So I had to develop those better eating habits during the time that I was working out. So we gonna say from probably 2009 mm-hmm. up until shit now, you know, where it's, it's different, you know. So I knew I had to change the way I ate. Mm-hmm. So I what? Knew- what? So what, where did you go from still like getting your nutrition on track to ex- still exercising, but you still have to take your pills? to looking into into getting that gastric sleeve surgery and why the gastric sleeve opposed to the gastric bypass i've heard so much about the gastric Mm -hmm. bypass i've had family members who've had that gastric bypass but i don't know much about i did a little bit of research but i don't know about the sleeve so what made you decide what what led up to that that point okay moving here what, what i'm doing 2011, I moved here and every commercial that I saw when I moved here was about weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. Literally every commercial that I saw. And I was like, why is this such commercial billboards? I noticed that too. When I moved here from New York, every every billboard, every commercial. Everything. Every commercial was like car commercials. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like, it'd be a car commercial, then it'd be a weight loss surgery commercial mm-hmm. about how your Medicaid could pay for it. And I was like, and Medicaid playing for it? Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I was like, they weren't kidding when they said California really pushed in that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this cannot be life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody out here, I was like, cannot be. This mm-hmm. was 2011. Okay. Now, mind you, I was still under 300 pounds, but I was like on the top end. I was 289. Okay. So I had lost some weight, but like I said, I stopped right up in there. Okay. Um, so for maybe 10 years at that point, because we, not 10 years, not gonna say that, because nah. So for maybe six years, I'll say, mm-hmm. I had been stagnant at the same weight in the 280. So when I say that, I mean, I would fluctuate the same 10 pounds between 289 and 279. Right, right. So that went on for five or six years before I moved out here. Mm -hmm. And um, during that time, I still ate somewhat differently. I still wasn't eating correctly because I meaning I wasn't eating enough. Okay. It wasn't exactly what I was eating. It was I wasn't eating enough. Okay. So come here in 2011 every commercial was weight loss mm-hmm. i remember telling my sister really she was like yeah <laughs> i was like uh, nah mm-hmm. so i remember telling her i was like i'm just gonna get back on my workout i ended a relationship moved here so life was happening again for me and i was getting closer to 40 mm-hmm. key thing there mm-hmm. <laughs> life starts to be real different after 35 let me mm-hmm. tell you <laughs> So I was getting close to the 40 at that point. So things were being real, real different after I moved here in 2011. And I didn't know how different it was until 2012 came and my father passed away. 
so after that point I was like yeah I gotta do something else in my life I kind of went into a depression didn't know it um had a whole bunch of toxic relationships that I can't know just a couple toxic relationships going on I was going through self-discovery and family discovery from a strange family so I had a lot of life happen during during that time and during that time I was also thinking about having the surgery I was doing some uh, research I had known a couple people that had had a gastric bypass already two people that I knew in Georgia that had it and two I think here two already yeah two already here that had had it and so I was like yeah I don't know about the gastric bypass I had heard about the lap band already because one of my best friends that had it so I was educated about the, the, the methods but the sleeve was the newest one that most people didn't talk a lot about mm-hmm. so I was like yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a re- little research because at first I was gonna do gastric bypass but I was like I really don't need to lose over 100 pounds and so that point. the gastric bypass if I'm correct is cutting literally cut, cut the cutting of the stomach right cutting yes they're cutting part of your intestine and taking it out your stomach and bypassing they're taking part of your stomach and mm-hmm. bypassing it to your small intestine Okay. So that what you're eating is going directly from your stomach to your small intestine. Got it. Like okay. Bypassing the, the other tubes to get to that. The sleeve is where they, they uh, if your stomach is this big, mm-hmm. say, the sleeve is when they cut your stomach down to this big. So okay. So it's like they cut 80% of your stomach down. Okay. So, you have, so instead of, so if their stomach is like this, mm-hmm it becomes more like the size of the palm of your hand. Only that's what I was thinking, not, okay. Only step is not the palm, it's like cylindrical. So that's why I did it like this. Okay, like okay. <laughs> our, our stomachs are as big as like the palm of our hand, but the more Originally, eat, it yes. starts to expand and yes. bigger. It starts so, to expand like, when you get to be an adult and, it, right. and, and truly they say it shouldn't be bigger than you know to to this the size of the, the palm of your hand put together that's right. your stomach mm-hmm. most of us our stomachs are not that big they're mm-hmm. way bigger than that mm-hmm. you know so that's why a lot of us are overweight and and can't and keep eating that mm-hmm. is something also you have to educate yourself on too not you in particular but mm-hmm. your people as well of us that are overweight mm-hmm. a lot of us eat to get full I know because I still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is something that fat people, yes, fat people, overweight people, obese people with eating disorders, everyone does it mm-hmm. simply because you're used to that satisfied feeling. Right. You want to feel full. Like yes. you, you, you want to feel full. Yeah. But actuality is it's a mind trick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a trick of your mind. Mm-hmm. Because once you eat, actually, and I, I really, I know most people that's watching this gonna think it's bullshit because I thought it was bullshit. But <laughs> it, it is a trick of your mind. I promise you, it is simply because your mind is telling you you need to eat more, right? Because everything is delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything tastes good. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> The more I need a dessert I'm, after I'm my being meal. Really, really serious. <laughs> Let me get a cold and, and a go lot with of this people chicken. who are watching this will relate to that. Mm-hmm. Your mind is what's telling you that. Your right. stomach, however, is saying, No, no. I'm satisfied, right? Look, no. I don't need no more. <laughs> Look, stop it. Now you're making us too much 
now we growing. You know, right. so we didn't want to grow like this, but now you're making us. Mm-hmm. So now when you get that too full feeling, which is something I found out as well, that is your stomach stretching. So oh. once you get that sickly too full feeling, that's mm-hmm. your stomach trying to stretch to fit that that so that you don't get sick. Okay. But the sickness wow. is what your contraction is. Your stomach saying, "No, nah, we don't want that much." Right, right. Let that go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so that's that sleeve <laughs> procedure is is something put into you, or is it just cut no, in a certain it's, way? It's, it's the process is they cut down and sew together. They cut it down eighty percent, like okay. I said. 80% of your stomach is, is cut down to 20% mm-hmm. and it is very uncomfortable let me tell you yeah yeah very uncomfortable um the procedure itself is very simple um if you abide by everything they say going into there you should have no problems I didn't mm-hmm. have any problems I didn't have any complications or anything like that actually I was up and about trying to walk around that same day and they were like nah you gotta sit down for a minute you're still real swollen I'm like nah, I need to, I can get up and walk around or whatever. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's outpatient but because my blood pressure was high or something like that they kept me overnight so what were your expectations going in what did it did it meet your expectations did it did it um overseed what is it overseed your expectations or it it met my expectations mm-hmm. absolutely the only thing that, that happened that I wasn't prepared for was the swelling of the inside. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that they don't prepare you for necessarily at the uh, support classes that you go through, go through. You do have to go to support classes. Let me say that first. The procedure for getting this is not simple. Um, even with whatever insurance you have, some insurances will, will only... You know they'll take you right away but you still should have to see a site you should have to go and get all your blood work done mm-hmm. they do all of that stuff and they make you go to a couple of support classes which is necessary mm-hmm. and then after that it's on it's up to you so i i didn't feel like i needed a support class afterwards because i had went to a couple of them beforehand and they they were helpful but not really not once i had the surgery and then got to feel feeling i was like well didn't nobody tell me this right right okay <laughs> and if they knew this you know what I'm saying why they didn't say this you know what I'm saying some of this stuff is stuff i would tell if i were in the support class hey this is my support class now you guys if you're gonna mm-hmm. have the surgery be prepared for the swelling that happens afterwards and what i mean by that i mean the internal swe- swelling mm-hmm. not your external your internal it mm-hmm. became very hard they try to get you to drink water first and um it became in little sips of water just little sips it became really difficult after having this surgery to even sip water wow it you can feel it going down almost like you can feel like you when you eat something or drink something and you can feel it go down here but not when they get all the way down here and right up under your, your breastbone and hitting your stomach you can feel it and it's uncomfortable i don't mean uncomfortable like oh i could do it no i mean uncomfortable like nah this low-key hurts wow. and it's water mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's water wow i was like what is the I remember sitting there and holding my breasts up and pulling my stomach down just so it would go down more comfortably. 
because mm-hmm. it sitting just comfortable like this no ma'am it mm-hmm. felt like death like I was gonna choke or something mm-hmm. and I'm like this is not right is this supposed to happen I remember asking the nurse and she was like oh well that's your swelling she was like you can still drink she's like and it's gonna feel like that for a little while which is why we get you to drink and start getting something down so that it don't get so bad or whatever like, mm-hmm. so it's, <laughs> it's been that way for what like a few months for you a few weeks I had surgery February 4th okay year. okay and so we're about seven months out about six seven months exactly almost um but the swelling and the feeling that I'm talking about I'm trying to think of how long it's been since that kind of subsided I want to say maybe May okay okay I want to say May Mm -hmm. comfortably Mm -hmm. meaning uh I it doesn't mean I can't I, I can drink without having to stop and really try to make let it go down because when I tell you guys it it hurts it hurts and just water like I could eat jello I could eat pudding um I could swallow the broth although I hated it so I didn't want it mm-hmm. um I could do that but nothing I don't know why the water I'm still baffled about the water mm-hmm. so are you at solid foods now since you're since I am you... at solid foods okay. um it took a little while, um, but that's because I was nervous about stretching out my stomach or, or causing any complications with the inside because it was swollen, like I said. And we talking about from February, February, April, May, so three good months of swollen inside. Wow. Whew. So, right. So although it subsided, you know, you know, it got a little better as time went on. I'm still saying three good months Uh (laughs) of you know you can eat a little bit but you really don't want to (laughs) (laughs) she's like wait a minute so needless to say I was on liquids for probably longer than I should have been and I tried to get on other stuff but I I threw up a lot I threw Mm -hmm. up a lot that's part of the thing I don't understand about people who get this surgery and have had it more than one time how Mm. How, do you, how do you go through this more than one time? How, right. Because for the first six weeks, even prior to me having a surgery, they usually require you to lose a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, however, had been maintaining my weight is how the nurse explained, explained it to me. She was like, you're not really having a problem with losing weight. She was like, not like like you can't. Mm-hmm. They they kind of explained it. It was situational for me. She was like, you don't. She's like, we're not making you lose no weight. In other words, mm-hmm. she was like, if if the doctor tell you you gotta lose ten pounds and you don't, you still gonna have the surgery. She was like, but that's what you know. Generally, they tell people to lose thirty to fifty pounds. Like what we see on my six hundred pound life. Where um, doctor yes, now like, tells yeah. the, the patient, right? They Before told we do me anything, to you gotta lose uh, weight. Twenty pounds, I think it was. I lost like 15 pounds because mm-hmm. um, I had to go on a liquid diet. And mm-hmm. because I'm diabetic, I had to still have my one meal. Mm-hmm. So um, I lost, I ended up losing like maybe 10, 10 almost 15 pounds. So I'm like 13 pounds before surgery. Mm-hmm. But after surgery, I gained it all back. Mm-hmm. But it was water, fluid, stuff like that. And I also couldn't poop hmm. for a week okay. after having surgery. 
I don't know what that was about. I asked uh-huh. the doctor. He said it was normal. You know, nothing was wrong. He's like, you'll have one. And when I did, Lord, when I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying that this is, did, this, is a, well, no, this is just a part of the surgery. I'm telling you, this yeah. is what's going to happen. Because it wasn't yeah. just me. Because it was another girl that had surgery the same day, same time I did. Me and her went at the same time. And we came out the same time. We was in the hallway talking. <laughs> we was in the hallway talking about it. And she was she asked me if, if I had a bowel movement. I was like, nah. And we was in there together overnight. So the next day when she was leaving and I was leaving, she was like, are you going home too? And I told her, she's like, she's still in. She's like, you still in. And I was like, nah. <laughs> it wasn't until, like I said, almost a week later, almost, I want to say it was like five days later after I got home, I went to the bathroom. And I remember telling everybody like, why I can't go? Mm-hmm. What happened? I was like, did they do something while I can't go? Right. Once I did, child. <laughs> that's oh, where the weight was holding it. <laughs> After that happened, my weight started coming off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, it started coming off. After that bowel movement. Right. Okay. So I don't know what it was up in there that needed to get out, but when it, when it did, my weight started coming off like a week after surgery. So, so are you at where you want? One, of course, it's only been what five or six months, but are you at I've where you lost, where you want to be? When I went in for surgery, oh, I should have probably said this at first. Okay. <laughs> my starting weight when I went in was two eighty two officially. Okay. So now I am at two twenty five. Nice. Okay. Um, that's what fifty some odd pounds. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Am I saying that right? But I think I think about that. Sixty. Yeah. Pounds? It's about that. Something like that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my goal. Okay. Um, to because I knew losing the initial sixty five pounds when I left Georgia, and that put me under three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And I knew I never wanted to be under 200 pounds because mm-hmm. I'm 5'11", and I just think that would look weird. I have a big head already. I don't need to look like a bobblehead. Mm-hmm. So I never wanted to be that small. Where I'm at now, I I would be cool with if I can get this, you know, this belly right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool. I'm I'm actually really cool. Okay, with I am right now. Um. Although I know that I'm not done. Right. Um, my eating is still adjusting. Okay. When I mean that, I mean it's adjusting. Mm-hmm. I can't eat full meals, meaning those little frozen meals that we all laughed at at lunchtime. We used to bring to work and be like, uh-huh. who eating that? <laughs> That's me now. <laughs> That's me now with the lean cuisine right. that's, that's, you know, for lunch and stuff. And they fooling, they feeling. Yeah. I can't, I can't eat. It don't pay for me to go out to eat no more. I've wasted mm-hmm. so much money after having this surgery, buying stuff that my mind wanted. Mm-hmm. And my body said, yeah, we might want a little bit of that. Meaning really just a taste. And wow. then go about your business. So is it like a kid's meal now? Say you, if you were to go out with for like, even getting a salad, is it like a kid's portion? 
a sampler size? What is what is it now that you can actually do? And do you miss it? I've heard a lot of people who do have the surgery and they they try to take a bite of something and they they just feel as though they can't do it. They either they eat it and they throw it up or they watch other people eat because they feel like they can't do it and not they're not supposed to now do I it. I ain't doing that. I ain't watching nobody else eat. I ain't never been a fan of that. Mm-hmm. But something very true after having surgery, you do still have cravings. Okay. You still want the food. Now, I will tell you something that's real funny that happened after I had surgery and I had my first hot something. Mm-hmm. I went to go get wonton soup from an a Asian restaurant because I figured, hey, it's wonton soup. Everything right. is soft in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, there's some meat. I hadn't had meat in almost two months at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I need something else. I need something besides the protein shakes that I'm eating, that I'm drinking every day, and, and the puree. I was on baby food. So I was like, nah, this is, I gotta have something. And I remember telling the era, like, I'm gonna go crazy. I need something flavorful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got the wonton soup. I sat down, I was going to pick up my son from work, and I sat down to have it before I picked him up. I had two bites. I had one bite of the wonton mm-hmm. and I had three sips of soup before I had to pack it up and leave. Wow. I was so happy with them two sips and that little body. <laughs> Y'all don't even understand. <laughs> you don't even understand. It felt like life was breathed back into me just to taste the flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is bland everything is well not bland but you know everything is pureed and if you try to do it on top like i said i went a little longer with it because i felt like i needed to <laughs> i didn't want to mess nothing up in there right because who wants to go back through that was my thinking mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not gonna go through all this to mess it up because because right. you want to eat something no that's the whole purpose of you getting this right <laughs> oh no no don't do that People don't do that, you know. Right. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Mind your, you know, your your thing. The baby food was really good to me. It really was. Um, yogurt became a friend too, even though I was off the yogurt and dairy forever, and I kind of still am because it still bothered me. But it's the only thing that sticks to me and makes me feel full. So I lived on on uh, muscle milk mm-hmm. protein. Yep. But the ready ones and the Greek yogurt ones are really good after mm-hmm. surgery. Okay. They're they're really good and they're really filling. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to deprive yourself of stuff. It gets very boring to eat sweet protein shakes, you know, as, as a meal all the time. Right. It really does. But you can have noodles and stuff like that. You just probably can't digest the noodles very well. So I would say have the flavorful broth like use the seasoning and stuff in a broth mm-hmm. and flavor your broth a little bit more you can have noodles in there because you can you can suck them down but i don't know how well they're gonna go down you know right 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 i did listen i was like don't get too happy because you can slurp up a cup of noodles because <laughs> it will come back up Believe me, it will come back up and you will have zero control over that for those who think you do. You have no control over that. Only thing you can do is try to hold it long enough so you don't do it all over yourself or something. Right. And usually that ain't long. 
<laughs> ain't long and I'm a good holder. I don't like to throw up at all. I hate it. So would you say that's, so we have, let's do the top three downfalls of the surgery. Would that be one of the downfalls? And the three perks of getting the surgery. So just in case the listener or the viewer is thinking about getting this this uh, procedure, what would be the three downfalls and the three perks and a, a piece of advice to, to round it all off? Three down, three, I'm gonna say three advantages. Okay. Three advantages of having this is that it does give you a controlled eating sense guideline. I'll put it like that. Um, Because it still is really mental. This is not a magic fix. Mm. So you definitely have to go into this with your mindset on I'm going to eat differently. Okay. Period. Always boils down back to mindset. Whatever that means for you. That does not mean instead of having a whole carrot cake, you're going to have half. That's not what that means. Mm-hmm. Not what that mean at all. That means if you want carrot cake, you know those little carrot cake bites that you get in the store? That's what you can have. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that means you can have one of those. Not 12 in the box. <laughs> one. <laughs> Because your stomach will say, no, ma'am, or no, sir. No, Mm -hmm. we don't Mm -hmm. want that. Mm -hmm. Your mind might want it, but your body don't want it. Right. So you definitely, I don't know if that's a perk or a a minus. So I'm going to say your mindset definitely has to be right. Meaning you have to already have it in your head that you're going to eat differently. Mm -hmm. No more fast food. Let me be honest with you. No more fast food. Mm-hmm. No more fast food. Not for me. And I'm a spud head. I love me some French fries. Everybody know me. Know I love a, a fry. Mm-hmm. A tater. I love it. I can eat no fast food French fry. Mm-hmm. I've tried it. Don't happen. <laughs> it don't happen. I throw it up every time every time so once having this this might be a good thing i think it's a good thing (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna say another one of those fence things depending on how you look at it now as much as i love potatoes i'm glad that i can't eat them like that anymore because it did contribute to my weight gain it contributed to the starch and the diabetes so now i can't really eat potatoes as much now i'm forced i'm forced but it's a willing for us so I can't really say that so I'm willingly going to rice cauliflower okay and mashed cauliflower and things like that I haven't tried it yet but I have some in there mm-hmm. so because I finally accepted hey you're not gonna get the potatoes Jennifer just forget it you know <laughs> so that's a perk mm-hmm. depending on how you look at it so mm-hmm. it will take certain things and change your taste buds mm-hmm. so those cravings that I told you you don't have you're gonna still have them but once you have the thing you're craving Beware. Beware. It might be one of those things that be on your uh-uh list now. <laughs> I got an uh-uh list. <laughs> uh, and then what happens if you do, if you, you do something automa- automa- your uh-uh. body, will, Your body will automatically reject it. Mm-hmm. Automatically. 
Meaning mm. you'll put it in your mouth like you know how you love the taste of maybe or you smell some freshly popped popcorn and you want it automatically, make your mouth salivate. That craving be the same way after you have the surgery. Your mouth get the salivate, ooh, I really want, you know, some ribs or something. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make me some ribs. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. give me some ribs. You gonna go get them ribs and as soon as you put them in your mouth, the taste is gonna be so wrong to you. Mm. That you're gonna be like, why? But this is what I wanted. Right. This ain't it. I cannot longer, no longer eat fried chicken. Mm. It don't taste the same to me anymore. I don't know what, I don't know why, but mm. I was told that. Now that's something I was told that you won't, your body would no longer want the things that you once had before. Okay. And I was like, what, what that mean? I was thinking about that with your friends. But then now I'm seeing, I can't eat fried chicken anymore. I can have like pressure cooked chicken, like the Chick-fil-A chicken, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cook like that or the original recipe chicken. I can have that fried chicken. I fried my own chicken at home. I could mm-hmm. eat it. Mm-hmm. It don't taste, it. when I mean your body will reject it, I mean you are gonna eat it and your mind gonna say, this is the best thing in the world for you. You want this right now, but your body gonna say, Ugh. And it's gonna happen just like that. You're gonna yeah. bite it and just gonna register to your mind and your body at the same time. Your mind gonna say, ooh, wee. your body gonna say, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the getting down. I don't know where you got this, but nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, processed foods, I can still, if we're being honest, I can still eat chips. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. I can still eat all the junk food I want. Do I do it? No. Right, right, right. And and what are the advantages? What are the? That is an advantage. You can still eat all the junk food you want. Okay, okay. You know that's an advantage. You can still eat all the cookies, all the pies, (laughs) all the chips, all the pudding, all of that. You can still eat all of that. But like I said, you run the risk if it's something that you were favorited. I'm going to say, I'm going to just step on a limb because that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. Something that was your favorite thing to eat. So if chocolate was your favorite thing to eat before this, this it might not be afterwards. Mm, okay. So, so what I mean by like advantages, I mean like, do you have more energy or yes, um, are you uh, able to, to be Sorry. more? more- yes, I have more energy. <laughs> um, I do have more energy. I do find that I... Uh, Excuse me. My get up and go is a lot quicker. Um, so I don't have to talk myself into getting up as long. I can just say it maybe once, mm-hmm. sometimes twice still, but that's because, you know, hey, laziness is what it is. Mm-hmm. But Because uh, my body will be ready, but my mind will say, nah, I'll stay there for 10 minutes. Right. So mm-hmm. It's not my energy in my body. My, mm-hmm. my body energy is like this. I'd be up at three o'clock in the morning. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, right. And be up all day. I get up, go run my little hustle and do that, you know, for four or five hours. And I come home one, two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm still up. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing whatever, working on my business, whatever, whatever. So that's usually my day. Um, So my energy level is up. My hair grows, even though they said you would lose hair during this process. Yeah, that's one of the things they tell you. You would lose hair. 
the reason why I say that that probably happens is because people don't take their vitamins like they're supposed to. Okay. You do lose the you do lose protein doing this because you are deficient of that. Mm-hmm. That's which is why they push you having a protein shake and replace it and still have a meal because okay. you still have to nourish. You know what I'm saying? Those proteins that you're losing so rapidly. Right. Uh, that's another. <laughs> that's another minus you know <laughs> but plus also my waist my weight has gone down very significantly um my feet now <laughs> my feet have gotten smaller okay um i don't know if that's something people pay attention to but something i pay attention to so my feet have gotten smaller meaning they're not as wide mm-hmm. so they're still long because they ain't going nowhere but uh-huh. they're not as wide as they once were uh yeah hmm. i like the i like to get up and go about myself mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? i don't need the um are you still in your your? Do you still have to take medication for your diabetes, or has it diminished? So I know that was part of your question to ask me, BK, because I don't really take it anyway. So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> an okay. question to ask me. I wasn't taking it before. I, let me stop lying. I had to take it before I had surgery because the only way I would get approved is if my sugar was regulated and I was on my medication regularly. Okay. So I right. had to take it. Mm-hmm. Have I taken it since being having surgery? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But that's not healthy, you guys. <laughs> not healthy. <laughs> Disclaimer: That's a personal decision. Do not that she do that. They absolutely encourage you to stay. They tell you to go off of whatever meds before surgery, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a week before your surgery. Certain ones. Mm-hmm. Diabetics only the night before. You, you fast from your from your diet for your medication. You're supposed to go back on it after you get out of hospital. So mm-hmm. you absolutely are supposed to be back on your medication until you can follow up with your doctor. But we have a pandemic going on. Right, right. So my follow up ha- happened via phone. Okay. So I have not seen my doctor or my surgeon since surgery. Mm-hmm. So okay. I really don't know where I'm at. Um, to be continued. Right, levels mm-hmm. wise, meaning my um diabetes levels and stuff. So I can't tell you honestly. People can ask, oh, don't you check your check? Listen, I'm so horrible with this, and this is a great platform to say this on because it's health and wellness. I do not promote any of that. I do not promote any of that. Do not be stubborn or hard headed about your life and your and your medication and how you how seriously you take that. Right. It's a very serious thing. I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I watched my dad die, my grandmother die. I'm watching my mother deteriorate from it, and I don't want to live that way. Right, right. I live that way, and even still, I still believe in more holistic over, you know, Western traditional, which is why I am able to do as I am. I don't recommend it though. Mm-hmm. Reason being because if you don't walk in the spirituality like that, and your life ain't like that. Don't make it because you see me. <laughs> right, right. I don't want you saying I did this because you saw Jennifer do it. Don't you do that. <laughs> I am by no means nobody's doctor. I, however, pay attention to my body. And that's how I've been told by every medical professional in my life. 
to mm-hmm. pay attention to your body. Right. So yes, you do consult them for what you know, need to know, but you absolutely have to pay attention to your body. And your body will tell you when things are not right. As mine told me before I knew, I knew, Mm. you know, (laughs) my body was going, hey, you need to go to the doctor. Hey, like right now, no, for real, like right now. (laughs) And I just kept saying, we all right, we all, we good. My body just kept telling me repeatedly it got worse and worse when I mean it got worse and worse I mean I couldn't I started having dizzy spells and I didn't know why mm. I was like why am I being dizzy and I was like I'm not drinking enough water mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just drinking water I was, I'm telling you BK it, it it was good but it was really bad yeah On the outlook of it it was really bad because I could have died from that I really mm. could Mm-mm. And you do not play with your life like that. Do That's not right. play with your life. You know, take this very seriously. And if you're going to go the more holistic route, still keep up with your doctor. Right, right. Absolutely. So even if you're not going to take the medication, keep up with your doctor. Because right. even with that, I still go to the doctor. And I, I'm still very honest with my doctor. I'll go, mm-hmm. yeah, I might not be on that medication no more. And she, <laughs> you know, well, look here, you know, it would be concerning had I not been doing this already. And she's already warned me that it's not great, you know, for me to do myself like this. She was like, but you, you keep seeing the doctor. That's why I say that. So if you're going to do this, please keep a medical professional in your life. Absolutely. Um, wow. If you want to go that way, mm-hmm. because they will still support you in that. And they will still give you ways to self-heal contrary to what people believe you know and if Mm -hmm. you got a a professional that does not do that seek one that does Mm -hmm. ask questions don't just let them tell you anything i've been that way my entire life about medicine and i don't know nothing about spine nor cords nor nothing it's not about that people can talk to you in a way to where you can comprehend what's going on with yourself and you don't have a degree for it absolutely absolutely well, you don't you don't agree with what they're telling you seek a second opinion, opinion. seek a third opinion absolutely you know what i'm saying so don't just stop there don't let the buck stop there i had to tell my grown mama that yeah. don't let them folks just tell you what you gotta take yep and do your own research too yeah. Do your right. Do your yeah. own research too. See what the side effects to this medication is. They tried to give me cholesterol medication. I ain't had high cholesterol. They tried uh-huh. to give me high blood pressure medicine, and I ain't got high blood pressure. You know what they told me? Because you're a diabetic, um, <clears throat> it's usually associated. Those three things are usually associated with having diabetes: is high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, did you test me for it?" <laughs> yeah, we, test, we tested you for it, but you don't you don't have high blood pressure, um, right? We don't you don't have the signs for high blood pressure, but you're like borderline high cholesterol. I said, what does borderline mean? Mm-hmm. Like, can I eat some Cheerios and it'll be better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I never get. I said it just like that. Like, can I can I get on a regimen of Cheerios and I'll be good? Mm-hmm. And I, he looked at me and was like, not quite. We got some medication for you, mm-hmm. just like that. And I was like, well, what is the medication going to do? If I don't have high, high cholesterol, they was like, it's going to keep you from getting it. But it says clearly here it is to treat it. To tr- right. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Needless yeah. to say, I have several thousand bottles of Atravastian that I've never taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not taking this mess. Wow. What? So it can give me something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got enough going on right now that I need to deal with. I need to do <laughs> making me worse because they will do that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but they will do that too. We talking about this weight loss journey. And mm-hmm. during that, this is important with that as well. Mm-hmm. And have this can make your cholesterol spike. This can also make your high blood pressure spike. Which wow. is why it's important to do the necessary things before you have the surgery and get this. This is what's important. Right. Your this mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a friend that's had this surgery two times and she still not lost more weight than I have in five months. Wow. It's a mindset. Wow. Yeah, it's a mindset. Absolutely. Mindset. My problem was never working out. I mm-hmm. told you that. I could right. work out. Mm-hmm. My problem was eating and the keeping eating. that balance. And mm-hmm. because my stomach was so big, it always said, hey, you got to eat all this to make us fill up. Right. Mm-hmm. Not even, I don't care how much water I drink. You still got to feel that void. Mm-hmm. And for mine, say you got to eat too. You know what I'm saying? So even if I drank a gallon of water and then I hadn't ate, my mind would say, you ain't ate. Mm-hmm. You got to eat. By that time, the water's already, you know, you already done away with half of that. So now you got to fill up half of that big space. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so um, like, it, it, that was my issue. Yeah. I wasn't eating enough to keep that space full and mm-hmm. happy. So right. I was like, well, my mind thought, well, let's make the space smaller. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if you make the space smaller, I can manage that. Right. And that's why I'm able to do this now. Because that my mind sense. was already on, you ain't eating enough, but if you have enough to eat throughout the day in these small increments, then your stomach can tolerate it, you'll be fine. So that's how I'm maintaining this. I Very don't nice. tend to eat more than what I can take. Mm-hmm. Meaning, even after I'm completely healed on the inside, I still will not be eating more than I can take because mm-hmm. I am not, do you understand me, never having this done again. There we go. That's right. Never having this done again. It's That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to look all the good you want to look. Mm-hmm. If your mind ain't right, you will go right back to the fat person you are on the inside. Right. Ain't no surgery going to fix that. That's, That's right. That is right. That is right, Jennifer. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being so candid. Yeah, thank you so much for being so (laughs) candid about your gastric sleeve weight loss procedure. Um, For the listeners and or the viewers. uh, Dr. Atif Iqbal is my surgeon. Awesome surgeon, by the way. So if you're going to have this surgery, go to a new life surgeon. They are in Orange County. They are awesome. And they take all types of surgery. uh, Insurances, sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. And if there's, um, for any of the listeners who may need uh, a coach or just someone to listen to before or after the surgery, how can they reach out to you if you're interested in, in maybe giving them more information, an email address, and also talk a little bit about your your brand and your business? Oh, girl, don't do that to me now. <laughs> I mean, That's how we're going to finish it off. Don't do that to me. Yes, Jay Essentials is a... <laughs> 
natural body butter that's customized to you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Meaning I'll make any fragrance you like that's made out of all natural body oils. How are and you they smell delicate. Oh my God, they smell so good. I got some for my guy and some for myself and I just absolutely love it. Is he using it? it? That's a great Yes, question. yes. Oh, he loves right it. And he's not okay, usually so I into have bigger all of that, jars buddy. coming. I have bigger jars for bigger samples, and I'll have those coming out as well. I also have a regular oil that I make for hair and, and body as well. Um, that's also customizable for people who have extra dry skin or so on and so forth. You want an oil that you can do all over. I use it on my hair. I've been using it for four years. I've been making it. Um, and it'll be available soon Very on nice. my website that I'm getting developed. Okay. So yes. I'm, like, yes. too I'm too soon, but I'm not really. I'm 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 in the works of everything. That and my new CBD coffee. Oh, okay. Very nice. So, that's coming very soon as well. But right now you can reach me on Instagram. I think it's J Essentials20. And you can also email me at jasiffin at gmail.com. For all One of more. your needs. Very nice. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for being so candid about your your procedure. And we're going to check up check up again. Maybe another three. To Workout with BK. Three. Oh, yes. Tomorrow. We got the Workout with BK. <laughs> Absolutely. Training session. She'll be on mine, too. <laughs> that video is going up on mine as soon as I figure out how to uh, do it from my... I probably have to do it from my laptop. Yeah, as soon as I get it on there, it's on there as well, honey. The, yes. I'm Very nice. Tomorrow morning. Yes. I got a story to tell you too tomorrow morning. It's funny. All right. All right, we got <laughs> <laughs> all right Thank all you right. for having me. Thank you it's so much for being on the show. I'll have more soon. Okay, very nice. And thank you guys for listening and or watching as well. Tuning into Fat and Figuring Out, the podcast. We got so much more coming up. Uh, don't forget to go to the website, www.betterbodybybk.com. That's www.betterbodybybk.com. And we are going to post this not only on YouTube, but Facebook, um, everywhere. So we're just going to keep rolling. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time today. And, you know, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Yes. Thanks All for right. having me. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>